Greetings, everyone. Welcome back once again to The Drop, the official podcast of thedropnews.com. Hope you're having a good day, night, you know, you're on lunch, chilling, in bed, crying. I don't know. I was doing that last night. Anyway. Covering all the spectrums. <laughs> yeah, literally everyone. Um, I am your host, Josh Sharp, and joining me today are the same guys that were here last week. We have David Hutchison in the building. What's up? What's up? I was pretty tired about five minutes ago, but I've decided to bring some energy into this podcast, so let's go. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Because <laughs> I'm tired, too. Uh, and also joining us, last but not least, we have Alex Batts in the building. How's it going, man? Uh, pretty good. I've got some pretty interesting slash controversial <laughs> stuff to talk about yeah. today. Controversial. Controversial. Doing air quotes. You can't see it because yeah. audio. But, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> let's go ahead and jump into, I guess, the, the biggest thing that happened this week, or one of the biggest things that happened, I guess the most recent one, uh, was the fact that out of nowhere, with three weeks left to go in shooting, uh, directors Phil Lord and Chris Miller has been—they've been fired from the Han Solo spinoff movie that was set to come out, I believe, next year. Um, like I said, they've been shooting for a while. They only had three weeks left to go, and then in a random, unseen move by anybody, they got fired due to creative differences. Um, and I guess I can just go ahead and start it off. I, I find it hilarious how. You can fire a director or group of directors this far into the shoot and and have it be for creative differences. I feel like that's something you worked out before you even put pen to paper to say that these guys are going to direct the movie. Like, I feel like the vision or whatever you're going to have is hashed out before you sign on with a studio to direct a movie. I'm, I'm Obviously, I'm not in the industry. I don't know how these kind of deals work. I don't know how... Um, these meetings go when they're saying when they're when they're approaching someone to direct a movie or they're kind of laying down the vision. I just feel like if you're gonna hire a director uh, or whatever, that like everything, like in regards to, like the the division, not the division, the 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 vision, the direction, the whole thing should be hashed out before you know you begin shooting because that just makes no sense. Why are you still working out the vision? And everything and the direction while you're shooting that doesn't make any sense to me so I'm very surprised to hear that this has happened um I wasn't necessarily looking forward to the Han Solo movie honestly I don't think it was necessary I feel like mm, I don't know maybe like an Obi-Wan spinoff or or like a Boba Fett or something like that maybe even do something on like a grander scale like Knights of the Old Republic something that would be I feel like to me would be a better anthology film than having Han Solo but I mean I think they just got Ron Howard to kind of finish up directing. Am I right? Yep. Yeah. Yes. They just. I think they actually just announced it today, or to, yeah, whenever you're listening to this. It was today. Yeah. Well. Well. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah so, you're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I guess Alex, we'll start with you. What do you think about them <clears throat> being fired this late into production? I mean, yeah, like you said, it doesn't really make any sense. I don't understand. Um, they definitely. You would think that they would be in agreement as to the creative direction that they're going with the film before they start shooting like like you said i mean before they even put pen to paper but especially before you start getting everything in motion that it takes to do something of this magnitude and the scale like you don't want to have this happen so late into the project i think and so that's really like i just can only imagine some terrible argument between them and kathleen kennedy or someone and their vision for what they wanted to do with the character clash i just see some decision or something that they wanted to do with han solo that they were just like nope and so that like you said they're just fired basically and um 
yeah i mean i don't really know uh i'm also not too excited about the han solo movie to begin with like you said don't think it's necessary necessary i think you should just cut all those resources since you're doing this anyways and just put them over to an obi-wan movie or do Lights it of the old republic do netflix it. series or something <laughs> like that that's i think what we deserve but anyways yeah um i don't know i don't really understand it it doesn't it's just really confusing, I think, and it'll be really interesting to see how much, well, I mean, we'll never really know how much it impacts the film, but I'm just curious to see how it turns out now, and I wonder if it'll be delayed even, like, I wonder how much of it they're keeping that they've shot, because they, they have three weeks left in filming, so I mean, I don't know, it just, I'm confused, honestly, more than anything. Yeah, I mean, I would be surprised if the movie didn't get delayed, I mean, it's supposed to come out, what, like, Christmas next year or somewhere around that time, that's when most of the Star Wars movies are coming out these days. Um, I think Han Solo is the first one that's switching to the May, I believe. Yeah, I think it's May. Oh, I, so thought, May I thought that was last. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah, I'm stupid. Um, yeah, because apparently <laughs> the guy, I don't know the guy's name. It's like, isn't his name like Toby Emmerich or something like that? The guy who's playing Han Solo. There's an, the, there's an E. I know that. Yeah, he, apparently he was one of the first people to say that he didn't really agree with the the the, uh, the direction that they were trying to take Han, uh, Han Solo. And I'm, I mean, I don't think there's any actual source for that. I mean, don't take that as, you know, as like a, me saying, oh, I, I have no inside sources. But Holden Ehrenreich. Oh, what did I call him? Toby? Wow, I was way yeah, off. Like Toby Camel or something. <laughs> I, was like, I was like Toby Emmerich. I'm pretty sure that's somebody out there. But <laughs> uh, David, what do you think, man? What the hell? I mean, exactly. yeah, like you guys said, you talk about these projects for weeks before the directors sign on. That's when you're supposed to have these kinds of problems, not six months into shooting. And this, yeah, they said the problem was creative differences. And it's a similar argument. You know, you talk about the creative vision you have while you're meeting with the directors weeks or even months before the film uh, to make sure the directors are the right fit. We're used to hearing this kind of thing from like Warner Brothers and DC, but Warner Howard is now signed Man, on. I why think, you got to um, throw, uh, throw shade <laughs> like that? Why you gotta I'm, do I'm that? Just saying, I'm just, just saying, if you're talking about throw that in. Wow. Unbelievable. They figure out the difference before they start the story, so I mean that's pretty good. I'm just saying if you if you you know, if you're talking about directors leaving projects, you think DC. Um <laughs> DC's <laughs> not the only biggest reason. Come on. Because people make it a big deal. But anyways, continue. shouldn't have brought that up in, in the company of two DC shills. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Ron, Ron Howard is now Fair. signed on, which is great because you've gotten you've gotten uh, Academy Award winning director, and he's definitely has an impressive resume with like Cocoon and Backdraft and Apollo thirteen. But I just hope that the two directing styles don't clash in the final cut of the film. So I'm interested to see how Ron Howard's directing style will fit in with Lord and Miller's. And yeah, the thing you were saying, uh, Josh, about. Um, you know, usually it's like a big thing. Uh, you know, it, it has to be a kind of big thing to cause this huge argument. You know, I, I can't imagine what you would decide this late on in the process that would be that big of, you know, that, that big of an element to the film. You know, it could be something, you know, like, okay, we want to make this alien green. And they're like, oh, no, 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 you can't make him green. It's like, no, but we, we really want to make him green. It's like, no, that that's the only kind of thing that I can think that you would decide on at this stage because surely you've made all the huge creative decisions before this. So I don't know. But yeah, like I said, I'm interested to see how Ron Howard's directing style mixes in with, with Lord and Miller's. So. You, bring up inter- you bring up an interesting point because it's just like, what were they trying to do that was so drastic to the point that they would fire them this late yeah. in the game? The script's already done, I hope. <laughs> So why would Phil Lord and Chris Miller? I mean, I know that come up something. Come up Rogue something? One had. Hmm? 
I mean, I know that Rogue One had the big third act changes that, well, you know, we can you can spot some of the differences in the trailer, and they even talked about it. Like there was a cut where some of the crew survived. You know, spoiler if you haven't seen Rogue One, they'll die. <laughs> they but, everyone dies. Um, <laughs> it's been there for a while. <laughs> yeah, go watch that movie, by the way. But um, yeah, so we, I mean, there's was third act and can be big third act changes, but I mean, yeah, I don't understand why you wouldn't decide that sooner or figure that out sooner than three weeks left in filming that doesn't i don't understand yeah but i also think it's worth mentioning that phil lord and chris miller actually did meet with dc during somewhere in this process about directing the flash now if you remember they actually wrote the treatment for the flash uh the original flash treatment before seth graham smith came on came along and then he left and then you know what happened after that it's just been a just a cluster of just people just coming and going and coming and going. And actually, David, for, David, for the record, DC doesn't hire directors and then fire them after filming. No, no, I get that. <laughs> I get that. But it's just, it's just the, the 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 idea of a director that you know people think is attached and then isn't attached. And I get there are you know there are some reports that were going out in the past saying, oh, this director is signed on, but he didn't, and he actually wasn't signed on. So I get that. But when 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 I just think of directors you know and projects and it not working out the way you think it's going to work out i just i think of all the stuff that's happened with the flash i'm not saying dc in general because it's not happened with dc the majority of dc we're going off topic but <laughs> like just 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 the flash movie just the flash movie yeah i know i know i know i'm just i'm just messing with you but yeah we're just we're just outplayed yeah let's just okay. playful banter uh but yeah let's go ahead and move <laughs> on from star wars stuff into some sony marvel man this whole thing is just kind of weird but i'm really excited to talk <laughs> about this though because i love these characters so much uh, there was a Venom spinoff movie. Well, not really a spinoff. It's just a Venom solo movie happening in Sony's Marvel universe. I don't really know what's going on in there, but regardless, Carnage will be the main villain, and Carnage is such a freaking cool character. I'm so excited to see him on the big screen, and I'm excited to see Carnage. Hopefully, the way Carnage is meant to be seen. I mean, if you don't know anything about um, Carnage, he he is Cletus Cassidy who is a, like a really crazy serial killer and he somehow he gets the symbiote from Eddie Brock after he goes to jail I do believe it like latches onto him and basically the Venom symbiote has like a son and it's Carnage or something like that. I haven't read up on Carnage in a while but that's pretty much all I know now. Um there's no one attached to play Carnage but as you know once a, a character is announced in a comic book movie people start fan casting and all that stuff. I've seen people say Jackie or O'Haley or um, what's the guy from Dexter? Uh, Michael C. Hall. There we go. Uh, I've yeah. yeah, I like that one. I've, I saw that, and I agree with that yeah, I've one. seen people say, uh, you know, that they're super excited. Uh, we'll get into, like, where this actually fits into the MCU, if it does at all, I guess, after this topic. But, David, what do you think about Carnage being the main villain in Venom? Uh, well, if we're just talking about Carnage, it'll be interesting to see, um, because I don't think Tom Holland is currently contracted for the venom movie and the um what was it black cat and silver sable movie because his contract currently involves three solo spider-man films so spider-man homecoming and then the sequel and then the threequel and then three appearances in marvel films so he's not actually contracted for um these these this this venom movie uh, but i think the plan i think it was reported that the plan is to bring tom holland into these films so it'll be interesting to see how tom holland venom and carnage potentially all fit into this one movie if sony is indeed planning to bring him into this film obviously there's like the venom versus carnage comic which they could be adapting but amy pascal seemed to kind of hint that tom holland will be in these other movies because i think someone asked her you know is there a chance that tom holland could appear hey we're talking about that yeah. next don't talk about it now I'll, I'll get I'll get onto that I'll get onto that we'll yeah, get onto that later but it'll be interesting to see how how 
if slash how he fits into this if he does but um i'm 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 interested to see this whole venom versus carnage thing because you know it's too you know usually in these kind of films you have hero versus villain but now it's kind of like villain versus crazier version of villain so it's it's uh yeah it's gonna be fun yeah i yeah i'm just it's gonna be really like is, like are they gonna have venom as like the are we gonna get like agent venom if we maybe if you do agent venom versus carnage i don't i don't really want to see that but i don't know it's I, i'm intrigued but also scared alex what do you uh what do you think man i mean first off i'm really excited for the venom movie i mean we have tom hardy as Ven- uh, venom so i think that that's like that automatically gets me very excited but um i'm looking forward to see what they do with it and kind of you know they have this hard r rating so they're they're bringing carnage in and just like y'all said it's gonna be crazy seeing the psychopathic carnage going up against venom and you know these two crazy villains mainly but i mean maybe they'll make venom kind of an anti-hero thing which i don't think they should do at all really agent venom would be interesting but i think that might be further down the line if this does well possibly who knows they seem like sony seems like they have a lot of things that they're planning to do and so we'll kind of see how it all plays out. But I'm definitely interested in the Venom movie with Carnage thrown in there. I mean, that just makes me really excited. I always end up saying the same adjectives, and I try not to. But <laughs> It's all good. But I guess we can go ahead and use this to segue into our next topic that David Loki kind of spoiled. Um, so, yeah, Amy Pascal and Kevin Feige had an interview for Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, I think I do believe it was either late last week or earlier this week. And uh, she was asked about... Uh, Venom and if Tom Holland Spider-Man would actually show up in the movie and she was just like yeah she was like this was a possibility but she was like yeah all of these movies are taking place in like the same universe and you saw Kevin Feige on the side just be like wait what because like briefly previously he said that Venom was completely separated from the MCU so now all of a sudden and like when Kevin Feige says something about Marvel characters, we tend to believe him because he is the Marvel Studios president. But now is is that not the case? Was he lying? Was he just trying to throw everyone off so that way you know we get like a surprise at the end of Spider-Man: Homecoming or, or something like that? Maybe we'll see like a glimpse of the symbiote. But apparently now, according to Amy Pascal, she says that all these movies are taking place in the same universe, which means Venom, Carnage, Black Cat, Silver Sable, all these characters are going to be in the MCU in one way or another, even though that those movies, those movies will, be, will be handled by, by Sony. Um, I'm, I'm happy, but also scared, but, all, but, but mostly for Carnage, because I feel like to do Carnage correctly, you need to just go all out. Like, no... No, like, no limits, because that's just how the character is. He's crazy. He's insane. Like, we sh- if you're going to adapt that character onto big screen, you got to do it justice. Don't just, like, half-ass it. And I'm not saying Marvel Studios half-asses things. I mean, they... Mm. <laughs> I love to mention Civil, Civil War, but we're not going to go there. We'll be here all day. But... Why you got to throw shade <laughs> like that? <laughs> oh, touche. Touche. Um, oh, but, yeah, damn. I mean, I'm... I'm interested to see how this folds out i'm seeing spider-man homecoming on wednesday and i'm hoping maybe we'll get like a a glimpse of venom or something like that but it's really interesting interesting to kind of have everything flip on us with like 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 that just by one comment and so i'm just curious to see how this how this all folds out but um i just came up with Hmm? the best idea for how they can do this whole spider-man universe thing so we know that they're. T- she said they're taking place kind of in the same connective tissue. I believe is what she said. She said or they're like, in the same world. Oh, they said same world. Okay, yeah. so I mean, does do we know? Does Marvel have like access to any of like 
Spider-Man's characters, like all of him, like all of his roster, does Sony have like rights to specific ones, or do we know? Or like, I but, think I, I, think I think all Spider-Man and all Spider-Man related characters are under. Yeah, Sony. yeah. Okay. They were well, gonna do Sinister Six and stuff like that. Anyways, they should. What they can yep. do is they should do like a Shattered Dimensions. I think is the one that I'm thinking of. I'm not too like versed in the Spider Spider-Man lore or like Spider Verse or something. But I know there's some stories where there's you know the multi multiple Spider-Man. I know we have Spider-Man 2999, but he's from the future. But I know that there's different ones, and so maybe Venom takes place in one of those realities, and Tom Holland somehow in future movies gets access to those i mean we know that the multiverse exists in the mcu now so well, you know, we have that and maybe that's how it gets connected and then even eventually down the line since we know sony has a lot of things planned it looks like throw in toby Maguire and andrew garfield as like cameos in their spider-man suits and like different things i'll throw so cool. all the mo- i'll throw all the money at you if you do that and can pull it off well and actually make the story make sense but It'd be a huge task. But I mean, if they, with this deal, you know, they have the time and they have the resources to be able to pull something off like that if they really put the effort into it. But I mean, as we know now, it's going to be interesting to see how Tom Holland goes back and forth between the MCU and Sony if he does, you know, appear in those movies. Uh, From what it sounds like, he might just be appearing in them, but they aren't connected to the MCU. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, David. Uh, I don't yeah. know why I, I stopped, like, there was someone else here. But, get, yeah, just go ahead and start talking. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, Kevin Feige, I believe off the top of my head, the quote that Kevin Feige said was, there are no, or, or something like, we don't have any plans. Um, and, you know, he's absolutely right. Kevin Feige doesn't have any plans for a Venom movie, and he probably never will have plans for a Venom movie because the Venom movie is a Sony project. So Sony will be the ones with the plan. Um uh i had something else in my head what i was gonna say oh yeah and amy pascal used the word adjuncts in her answer um and like an adjunct is something that you can add to something without it being like an essential part of that thing it's being added to so i think that the venom movie will be in the mcu and you will see tom holland in there but it just won't be necessary to the overall story and it just might not reference anything else in the mcu because amy pascal said uh that it could take place in you know i think she said they might be in different locations so they'll be like different places around the world and you could still have Tom Holland in there if he is indeed coming into the, the Venom movie. Um, but you, do, you just don't have any references to anything else that's happened in the MCU. And that's how you kind of have it connected, but yet not connected. So, But yeah, I'm into it. Like I said in, my, in the last thing um, a bit early, that I, I'm excited to see how Tom Holland's contract, if it does extend to these films. I want to see how, how that all works and how, how that happens. But it's a Sony property, so Sony will be the ones with the plans for the Venom movie. Yeah, um, do you have, any, do you have anything, uh, anything to add, Alex? Before we, move, eh, before we move on to this really, really depressing topic, <laughs> I don't think so. I know what we're talking about next. Then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're getting another Fantastic Four movies, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, that sigh that David just did is like the collective <laughs> sigh of every geek in the world because I'm so tired of 20th Century Fox trying to create a good fantastic four movie they've tried three times three freaking times and i mean for me personally i kind of like the first one just because i don't know that's probably the most quote-unquote accurate representation we've got of them on on big screen so far but i mean if you just like just look back at was it 2015's uh fan four stick with uh with josh trank oh my god that movie was horrible horrible it was one of the worst movies i've ever seen in my life and for some reason 
uh, 20th century just likes when it keeps their dirty mitts on the property mm-hmm. and refuse to give them back to Marvel or give them to somebody who can actually do something good with the characters, they are deciding to go, you know what, hey, uh, fourth time's the charm, right, guys? Wink, wink. No. Stop it. But anyway, they're still going to go ahead and do it, and I think it, it's not even going to be like the Fantastic Four, but like the like uh, Sue Storms and Reed Richards' like kids. Am I correct in saying that? I think I saw that somewhere, right? God, why? Why? In what world is this a good idea? You can't even get the original characters correct, so why are you going towards spinoffs? Some kid-friendly garbage? No. I'm sorry. I hate that idea. I think it's horrible. I think it's stupid. I, I wish that they could get somebody in there that knows these characters that can actually direct a good movie and, like, not make it suck. <laughs> for lack of better words. Like, I'm so tired of this, man. And I was hopeful because after Fan 4 Stick was over, I was just like, all right, this movie was a colossal mess. The studio knows it. The fans know it. So maybe they'll actually sit down and be like, all right, so the one in 2005 didn't work, and this one obviously didn't work. So how about we actually read some comics, you know, go to a comic shop, get some comics, read some, read some of them joints, and then actually create a story and a world and a movie that fans can actually appreciate and they can actually enjoy seeing because i mean like the garbage that they've been putting out come on man i'm sorry for ranting but i really like the fantastic four they have been a a team that i've wanted to see done justice on the big screen for so long and it pains me that i haven't gotten that you know we've gotten avengers we're getting justice league you know we've got the trinity we've got like these big name uh, you know, teams in in comics that people love, and we can't get Marvel's first family right. Man, all right, David, go ahead and talk, man. Cause I'll, I'll be on this thing for like all day. Just, what do you think about this another Fantastic Four movie? This is genius. No, I'm oh man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. no. I don't think I don't think a single person is asking for this film. I and mean, one half of me is saying it's far too soon for a reboot, but the other half of me says. Well, there was only two years between Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Civil War where we obviously got a brand new Spider-Man so um, that, that everyone loved. So my problem isn't really with them doing it so soon, but yeah, my problem is Fox. They have proved three times now that they just can't seem to get the fun, uh, that was gonna, the Fantastic, uh, the Fantastic <laughs> Four right. And I get that this one could be a, a bit different because it is, I think, I think it's um, the Human Torch thing and then, like, yeah, the, the kids of, of uh, Reed Richards and Sue Storm. Um, so there could be something there, I guess, if they go a different route. But I would much rather they just wait and just give these characters back to Marvel. Just let them, you know, let the franchise die and let the let the characters revert back. Um, aside from Apocalypse, Fox are doing a phenomenal job with their X Men universe. Days of Future Past, Deadpool, Logan, all all movies I think belong in the discussion of greatest comic book movies of all time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So keep doing Deadpool, keep doing X Men, but leave Fantastic Four. Yes, and it sucks because like they. I, I do believe, like, whenever, like, a studio has rights to a property, they have to make a movie within a certain window of time before the rights revert back to the original owner. Yeah. So, I just, it just makes me mad that they're just like, oh, well, our time's running out again. We got to make this really tr- trash movie mm. so we can keep these rights. Like, let it, let it go. Sorry. All right. Um, Alex, <laughs> what do you, um, what do you think of this garbage? <laughs> Uh, I'm actually not gonna completely bash it. Um, I'm not super excited for it. I th- I think <laughs> I think you're right. Like no one's really asking for this movie. But I mean, um, apparently it's being written currently by Seth Graham Smith. So, 
and then it's like you said a focus on their kids and then the thing in human torch will also be in there apparently it's supposed to be a vibe more reminiscent of the incredibles and i mean like y'all said they have proven multiple times that they just really really can't make a fantastic four movie good but i mean part of it is definitely them not wanting the rights to revert back to marvel like you said josh because i know that is how their deal is set up but I think another part of it is maybe them coming off of that success. And if they do uh, something more unique and out there, but st- I don't know. See, they need, to, they need to do something true to the Fantastic Four, though. Like you said, they need to get them right. And so it would definitely be really hard. But I mean, I'm open to the possibility of it happening. I mean, they're going to try to keep the rights no matter what. And so I have to be hopeful for a good movie eventually, as long as they keep on pumping these out because they don't want it to go back to marvel which i don't know i don't know how i would feel about it going back to marvel even i mean like i we'll see the the thing that like let's be honest they're not gonna give the rights back to marvel but and this and this has actually happened before with uh with marvel and fox is that maybe they can like do a trade or work out a deal like they did like sony did with marvel actually i don't think people know but <clears throat> Apparently, uh, Fox didn't have the rights to Negasonic Teenage Warhead, and uh, but they had the, the rights for Ego, I do believe. And obviously, James Gunn wanted Ego in Guardians of the Galaxy, so they swapped. They gave Marvel Studios gave mm-hmm. Fox Negasonic Teenage Warhead, and then Fox gave Marvel Ego. So I mean, I, it's not po- it's it's not far fetched for them to work together on some kind of deal to maybe do like a joint partnership. I don't know, man. I'm just tired. I just want my Fantastic Four movie to be good. But obviously, we haven't gotten that yet, and I don't predict that happening. I mean, I'll wait. I'll I'll hold off my opinion of the, of this new movie until I see like a trailer or some kind of or like the cast or anything like that. But right now, it's just not looking too bright, and I don't expect things to change. But I'll stay slightly hopeful. I'm cautiously cautious. Let's say that. <laughs> All right, moving on to the last bit of news that we have for today. We went through those fast. Wow. Anyway, um, so. I do believe it was either last year or the year before Zack Snyder was actually in talks with HBO to, to bring a Watchmen TV series to the station. And people were, like, super excited about it. And it was like, yeah, yeah, this is going to be awesome. Because actually, did, uh, Zack Snyder directed a fantastic movie in 2009 called Watchmen. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's amazing. Watch the director's cut because it's the best. Um, yeah, and once once that initial report came out, it just went dark. Like, we didn't hear anything. And now we're hearing that Dave Damon Lindelof... Um, he's been uh, attached to the Star Trek remake, World War Z, Star Trek Into Darkness, Prometheus, and Lost. That he is actually going to be bringing Watchmen to HBO, and it'll be like a series. It won't be like a TV. Like, it won't be like a TV movie. Um, I love the Watchmen. Like I said, I really, 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 really enjoyed Zack Snyder's movie in 2009. I thought it was fantastic. Kind of, I hate the term ahead of its time, but in the superhero genre, it low key kind of was, and I really enjoyed it. Um, it, kind of, it sucks that we're not going to get the same cast because I thought the cast was phenomenal. Um, freaking Jackie Earl Haley as Rorschach, you know, uh, Patrick Wilson as Owlman. Great, great characters. And then um, the dude who played Dr. Manhattan, I forgot his name, but he was fantastic. Um, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm super, super excited about this. I feel like I feel like a story like Watchmen actually lends itself well more to a series than it does a movie. So it'll be cool to see everything kind of be fleshed out and, and to see, like, you know, to see these characters more. Uh, see them more explored in a, uh, a setting where they can actually have more time to explore them instead of having it crammed into a two and a half, three hour movie. Um, so Alex, I know you're, I, I think you like Watchmen too, right? 
You like Watchmen? Oh yeah, I love Watchmen. Okay, yeah. So what do you think of them doing a uh, TV series? Are you as excited uh, as I am? Yeah, I am definitely. Yes. Um, like you said, I love the 2009 film by Zack Snyder. I think it's it's masterpiece. And like you said, I mean, the term is very cliche, but I mean, I do think it's safe to say that it was ahead of its time because it was really hated for a while, and now I I see a lot more praise for it. So I mean, I think it's pretty safe mm-hmm. to say. But anyways, I am definitely looking forward to a series adaptation. Like you said, I do think that the Watchmen material lends itself better to this format. And so it'll be really cool to see, and like you said, all of them fleshed out. And then I even saw someone on Twitter mention um, that it would be cool if they did like a before Watchmen type thing for each season where they focused more on one character and then the next and then the next kind of building the story more. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, they could even do that type of thing and that would work really well. And then just um, overall, I'm excited to see what they can do with the HBO level budget that they have uh, for the series. And so, yeah, I think that there's a lot of potential there and yeah. All I'm gonna say is that cinema, the cinematography better be a one because I mean, you can't match the cinematography in, in Watchmen, boy. That's just so. Oh no, you really it's <laughs> top quality. Tearing up thinking about it, <laughs> David. David, <laughs> what do you think of a Watchmen TV series adaptation? Oh man, you guys are gonna hate me. Um, oh no, there was. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry. I, that was supposed to be internal. Like, what, what's going on? Um, there was something about the Watchmen movie that just I don't know what it is. I've seen it twice, and there's something about it that just made it so forgettable. Like, I've seen the movie twice, and I can't remember a lot from the film. I can remember, like, a couple of scenes, and that's it. And I don't know why that is. I don't know I don't know what's going on. But I've, I've never really been invested too much in Watchmen since then. Um, but I do like the idea of it becoming a TV show, because like you said, you can flesh it out over, you know, eight or 12 or, or 20 hours depending on how, how many episodes they want per season so you can flesh out a story which you know you can make the story more full you can have more character development that kind of thing so i'm interested in seeing it become a tv series i do plan to watch the movie again and just see if i can get it in my head but i just there was something yeah that was just i just found very forgettable of the watch movie but yeah like i said i'm interested to see how the the tv show fleshes it out more and, and extends the story Word. Yeah, if you're going to watch Watchmen again, watch the director's cut. Watch the one without that little short story thing in it. What's that called again, Alex? Another DC movie with a director's cut? Oh my god, shut up. That's better, <laughs> shut than, up. The, the, that's better than the original? How surprising. <laughs> wait, so w- wait, w- what is that What is that little short, the one with the pirate? Not the pirate, the one with like, the ship. Yeah. What's it called? It's, I can't remember the name of it, but um, yeah, it's in the, it the book. It fits better in the novel version it just kind of ends up like it cuts the flow of the movie up because i mean it it is already a very long movie because watchmen is such uh dense like material anyways yeah no it's really which you should read it if you haven't it's a fantastic graphic novel but um yeah so that part just kind of uh breaks up the flow of the movie a little bit but oh god i was like looking for the name of that um of that i guess little short story in watchmen and i found a a two-disc Blu-ray with Watchmen and Green Lantern. It's only fifteen dollars. <laughs> That's don't don't waste your money like that. Um, but yeah, watch the watch the director's cut because it's 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 really 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 good. I think it's like what three hours. Three hours and some change, yeah. something like that. It's really good. So I was like a director's cut that's better than the theatrical version. Where Can you I stop? <laughs> 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 and both happen to be masterpieces. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh. It's crazy. <laughs> wow, imagine that. But, uh, yeah, that's actually going to be it for us today. Thank you for listening to us rant about – well, really, yeah. Thank you for listening to us rant um, about – 
<laughs> stuff and Fantastic movies and, four. and things. <laughs> Fan four stick and God, man. I'm, uh, anyway, four babies. Um, David, where can people find you at on the internet? You guys can find me every Saturday on the TDN YouTube channel at TDN Weekly and on my YouTube channel, David TDN, and on Instagram and Twitter at David Hutchison underscore. Word. Alex? You can find me on Twitter at AP Batman with two T's. Uh, talk comics, movies, all that stuff. And then also you can find me here at the Weekly Comic Roundup, which this week's episode will be live by the time you hear this, where we talk about the beginning of the new Batman, the War of Jokes and Riddles arc, and much more. So yeah, be sure to check that out if you read the comics. Yep, if you were listening to this episode right now, there is a new episode of the Weekly Comic Roundup that is on on the page, so make sure you go ahead and check it out. Um, you can find me on Twitter at ReallySharp. S-H-A-R-P-E I, People have told me my name is weird Whatever um, You can also find me on Instagram at DCU News And as always <clears throat> Keep it locked to thedropnews.com For the latest news and everything Including like toys and stuff And all that good stuff See you guys later Peace